1: episode number 370. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of step Forth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. How's it going today, bud?
2: Uh, good afternoon. It's going pretty well, actually. Good. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I always say good afternoon, but really, considering people globally are listening, and they could be listening at any time, good afternoon is kind of irrelevant. Good day. Good day. Good morning. <laughs> good evening. I don't, it could be anything. There you go. Good
1: Darkness, whatever.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's a thing.
1: Cool. Darkness or light. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, let's start off with news about this great update. They nicknamed, or uh, Joy Hawkins nicknamed the Bedlam Update, uh, just kind of taken a hold in the local world. Well, Google finally confirmed, duh, that their update had happened. Um, they don't use any fancy names anymore. They call it the November 2019 local search update. Wow, get creative, eh? Um.
2: (laughs) I don't know, where do they come up with it? It's genius. I know, I know.
1: Um, Okay, so uh, really what it comes down to is they say that they're employing neural matching in local search now. And what the hell does that mean, right, right? Okay. The matching so, of the neural. Yeah, yeah. Essentially it's super synonyms Um, is, is how uh, Danny Sullivan had once called it. I think it was back in March when he did uh, a bit of an interview with Barry Schwartz on it, but, or at least mentioned something, I think through Twitter. However, Google talks to us now. And yes, it's still weird calling Danny Google, but yeah, search liaison now, strange times, strange times. Okay. So, um, Neural matching, synonyms, all these things sound very familiar. It sounds a lot like RankBrain. But when you look at the article and there's a good, um, they've guessed that this question was coming. So is it the same as RankBrain? No. RankBrain helps Google better relate pages to concepts. That's pages to concepts. Neural matching, however, helps Google better relate words to searches. I have to keep reminding myself of that honestly. I, I, I always seem to revert and keep thinking rank brains about the searches, but it's, it's about, I mean, obviously they both result in different searches. They have an impact on search. So I keep getting that tangled. But yeah, um, pages to concepts is rank brain, words to searches is neural matching. Um, some examples that were given in that March um, uh, article are there's a sort of a graphic that. I'm not sure who posted, was it Danny? I think it was Danny, he uploaded it to Twitter. So here's uh, an example of a search. How to change brightness on a laptop. Using neural matching, Google knows that could connect to the word adjust. How do I change a PDF into a Word document? Using neural matching, Google connects that to the word convert. Um, Where is one down here? How to change a light bulb they connect that to replace. How to change memory in a laptop, they connect that to install. So it all makes good sense, and it, I'm sure that's an impressive leap in artificial intelligence. Seems hard to believe, but it, it's baby steps, right? Um, and these are probably absolutely massive when it comes to Google's uh, perception of search and and, and improving it. However, It isn't doing a very good job. (laughs) Um, There is still, the the spam is rampant. So um, yeah, Google's getting better at seeing synonyms, but that just doesn't cut it when it comes to a lot of the spam that's out there. I'd rather them just focus on that. Um, Now, I don't know, Scott, you do some local for us. We have someone else in house that does a lot of the local, but what are your thoughts on this?
2: You know, I, I feel like there's going to be another major update coming at some point soon. Um, and it will fix all of these little things and all these issues that have arisen from the last couple updates from, from this November update. And, um, you know, I think things will get better and they, they make an update and it's never, well, it's seldom perfect right off the bat. And then all their little daily tweaks seem to improve on all of that. So, you know, I, I, I I
1: want to agree. Because uh, you're right, in the past, it's always seemed to work that way, but it, it's been over a month, it started November 1st, and I don't think I've seen one last, well, actually, no, in the last while, we've seen a lot of really bad updates, like ones that have caused more chaos than ever. Um, and this one, as far as I know, there haven't been any uh, clear updates to it, you know, ones that really stand out. Um, So it's sort of intriguing. Um, I want to actually look at what the bright local um, rank flux tool is showing right now. It is loading. It is loading. (laughs) God, I hate... The internet is never fast enough for me, man. It really isn't. It'll be quick in an hour. It says invalid. Okay, here we go. Finally. It is not showing much movement. So yeah, it's just static right now there hasn't been a lot of of fluctuation since the the main update and and that's surprising to me maybe it accomplished something that they're happy with that we can't see
2: I don't know maybe Um, it's just by coincidence the stuff that we're searching and seeing is the stuff that's been riddled with spam and problems and the vast majority of local is all peachy and (laughs) we we just we just haven't seen the peachy part oh peachy Okay. Well, I'll go. I guess we can go with that. The, <laughs>
1: the, I know I, a lot of our clients haven't been too badly impacted by it, but it, it's also difficult to say because um, as, as hard as we try, many of them don't do as good a job as we'd like tracking sales. You know, is, you know, maybe we haven't seen a huge fluctuation in the amount of traffic, but has it changed anything in terms of the quality? but I'd be interested to know um, locals. There's so many ins and outs of it. And, and oftentimes with local search, it's a lot of lucky lose. People are doing their research. So that first click um, is very difficult to determine the first click at- attribution. Um, it's usually like three or four clicks down the road or, or where they finally call where, you know, even connecting the dots back to that first click is nearly impossible.
2: Or, or even they walk into your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and how do you ever know they search for you and that's how they found you? Like you you never know unless you ask every single customer and know, nobody I, does that.
1: And most of the time, the ones that do, we have clients that do in local, they just get Google. Well, that's good. But <laughs> <I> <laughs> there's a few areas of Google now. It's no, f- no longer that simple.
2: I feel like I read something or there, there was some chatter about this at one point where... If I go into Google and I'm doing some searches for, say, a, a business or a restaurant and Google tracks me on that, you know, they see all my search history and everything. And then later on the, down the road, I walk into that business. Google can see that I search for it. And now they have my GPS on my phone and they can see I'm physically walking into that business. Yep. And they can make that connection that I did a search a week ago and now I'm actually inside the storefront. And I yep. think that sort of stuff is gonna play a bigger role in the They future. can do
1: beacons, all that sort of stuff. Um, and and in fact, uh, doing a lot of shopping lately, I go into places, Google knows I've been there, and obviously I always ask as I'm one of the, God um, damn it, what do they call local local, <laughs> local guides. Local guides, thank you. I don't know why I gap on that, but yeah, um, they usually ask me to review. How was your experience there? And I think everyone gets that to a degree. Uh, they seem to push it pretty hard for me, which is fine with me. It's a good reminder because I'm lazy about that stuff. But they sure know I've been there. And yeah. uh, I have no doubt they can connect that I went there from uh, an ad if I did it online. Although in most cases, I'm not. It's through Amazon or whatever. I'm doing my hunting and find out about this through a paper ad or whatever it may be. Um, anyway, getting off track there. Um, it, it It's... Pretty interesting, all this stuff. But uh, one thing that I thought was kind of cool, I like checking the local search form, as you all know now. Um, And someone had said that in, quote, unquote, in the next few months, I predict on-page is going to dial down even more as a ranking signal for Google My Business rankings, unquote. Well, Joy replied with, and this is Joy Hawkins, replied with, uh, quote, we are seeing the complete opposite. On-site factors were the main thing we saw driving increases for this update. Unquote. Hmm. You know, in the times where we don't see a lot of uh, information sharing these days on, you know, things that could technically help another competitor out, it's good to see some kind of feedback like that, especially from Joy, who's always in the, in the, in the depths here, of all this. Um, so, on-site factors she's seeing are having more impact, which I think makes. It's actually encouraging because if neural matching is having more of an impact from an on-site perspective, then I would hope that spam detection is a lot better there. Well, we know it is, it's better than local. So, uh, it could be, it could improve things for legitimate businesses. However, there's a lot of people who don't have websites. They're relying on Google my business or they have garbage websites and they're gonna have other issues. We do a lot of audits. We do a lot of um, site rebuilds now, um, redesigns even, because clients have websites that just don't measure up. They don't have good page speed. They don't have the proper local connections um, in terms of or local signals uh, and simply haven't built their site in a way that Google um, can index the content as beautifully as we like it to. Anyways, it it is important. Um, The fact that you have to have a good site uh, is having some sort of uh, impact on local is kind of positive. I like it as I ramble.
2: Okay. We we appreciate your rambling.
1: Thank you, thank you. and the next bit here uh, was something I saw from the local search form as well. Says, someone asked, uh, I think it was Tim Collings was asking, I think more to sort of instigate discussion because I think it's a good one, a good question. Should you delete your Google My Business listing if you're a national business? Now, there was a lot of discussion around this. A while ago, Bill Hartzer did that. Uh, and and was yeah to see what would happen to his local when he did it, and he actually found that when he removed his Google My Business listing, he did better. Um, but it was I mean, even he admitted somewhat anecdotal. There's you know you need a lot more evidence than just one example. Um, and Joe, the problem is is you lose your reviews, you lose all this work you've done to build reviews and and some sort of a, a presence. But in his case, he was concerned that Google was just attributing him as a local business and wasn't giving him enough exposure in the more international phrases. And he found that that was indeed the case. When He removed it, he started getting more exposure elsewhere. Um, Joy doesn't want to do that. She feels that she's never going to delete it because she really likes the reviews that are built. I'm kind of the same way. I have a really tough time making that move. Um, I think I would... (laughs) Quite honestly, I would probably be more focused on doing that if we had put, if we put more energy into our own website, trying to get business through rankings and stuff, which frankly, we do a horrible job of, if we don't do anything. <laughs> so why bother? I, I'd rather stick to something that's at least giving us some value there. Our website, uh, you know, it's got content and stuff, but there's a lot of work that needs to be
2: done. It's definitely tricky because like, if you look at a business, well, like step forth or like a bill Hartz or, uh, or anybody, right. How much walk-in business do you have? Like virtually none, mm-hmm. um, every now and then in a blue moon. So the local listing is really only relevant for, maybe a branding perspective or, or that sort of thing. But it, I, like you said, the reviews, you don't want to lose out on that because that's potentially huge.
1: It It is a, trust factor. Um, And in our case, I think it is also going to be a mistake because we do get business from our town. Uh, It's not something we focus on by any means, but we do get it. In his case, I believe he said he's rural. He's nowhere near anywhere that anyone would want to hire him.
2: So the local is irrelevant to
1: him. Yeah, really is. So it was no big loss for him to do that. It was really cool. And we talked about it in one of the past shows. Anyways, um, it came up again, uh, and a good question here, and I think it was worthy of bringing it up again. Um, if you're making this choice, you know, keep in mind these facts. You know, if you really don't believe there's any business in your area, fine. Maybe it's worth a shot. But just keep in mind you'll be losing any reviews you've built. And uh, that is not something you wanna do lightly. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into a bit of general news.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It passes before it's noticed, a slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a 10th of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on purpose.
3: Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the US. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels, capped off by a 3-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo. Award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Coplez, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters and storytelling. Enjoy music, food and fun for the whole family right on the Downtown Miami Dade College campus November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules and tickets, visit miamibookfair.com.
0: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. Powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. Okay, so Google Search Console update. Uh, What's up with this?
2: Yeah, just a small update that was announced. I think it was earlier this week. Uh, you know, if you're looking into Search Console to read your messages from Google, previously you'd click on the thing and you'd open up a new page with all your messages. Well, now, if you click on, I think it's a bell icon, uh, rather than opening up a new page, your messages sort of slide in from the left of the screen and mm. ooh, it's all fancy. And you can read your messages or whatever and then close that window without losing the page that you're actually working on. Um, not really a significant thing, but for a lot of people that might help streamline your, your processes a little bit, you know, it, it's one less page load that you have to worry about and you're not losing the page you're on. If maybe you're looking at some intense data and like, Oh, I have a message. I want to check that out. Well, I have to do it later because if I click on it, I'm going to navigate away from here. Well, it takes that out of the picture and it probably won't affect a lot of people all the time, but, uh, nice kind of streamlined.
1: It's kind of, uh. Interesting it Google rarely gets around to doing that kind of fine-tuning it just goes to show how much they impr- they, they like Google search console because <laughs> Google's Google photos is a, Still has a lot of abysmal um, UI user interface. I, I use it all the time for my photos and, and I'm astonished by it and it's been like that for so long But it just shows priorities
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah
1: Okay, well, we're going to breeze through a few of these. Uh, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, founders of Google, have stepped down from the board of Google. Uh, Sundar Pinchar, uh, uh, I think it's Pinchar, has become the CEO of Alphabet. Actually, sorry, those guys stepped down from Alphabet, which is the parent company, and now they are only um, board members. So they're on a beach. Yeah, that's what I would be doing, yeah. (laughs) Um, Although those guys probably are so type A, so over, like, Starley can't stop thinking. They're always doing something. And hey, I would too. If I had that kind of money, it'd be fun. I would probably travel half the time. The other time I'd be running startups. It'd be
2: fun. I was going to say, I bet they're going to, you know, do a bit of angel investing or something or, or well, they probably already do anyways, but um, creating some kind of new startup. I'm sure they have ideas that they've wanted to play around with. And
1: well, then again, we'll they've that. got the coolest stuff already. They've got life longevity companies, uh, which any billionaire, what else are they are going to do but want to live longer? Um, <laughs> <and> healthier. <laughs> yeah. I would. If I had the <laughs> kind of money, I'd want to do that. And hey, hopefully we'll further the rest of the world's lifespans and health. Anyway, um, they're going to do that. They're doing space. They're doing worldwide internet. There's tons of cool stuff. T- totally jealous. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Next I, up, uh, we call your bluff. Five digital marketing tells you need to stop right now. This is an article from search engine journal. I don't want to get into this too deeply or, tight on time today, but um, it really jumps into some of the the marketing tells that bad or less educated SEOs may be using to try and, um, well, there are kind of giveaways that they they need to do some more work. And a few of the examples, uh, let's say using vanity metrics over profit. So saying, yeah, we got this great top ranking for this client. Whereas in, in, and that's some pay-per-click they're talking about, uh, whereas really it should be, and I think this applies actually to SEO. You, you really should be saying that you're not just getting top ranking, you're getting business for the patient or the client. I mean, um, see I'm working too many dentists these days. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they need to show that they're actually getting business and, and making a difference in the bottom line. Um, Yeah, and um, this is one of my favorites, though, of a whole page, it's from Rob Woods. He says, it's when they haven't figured out the difference between correlation and causation. So this is when they use a stat. They say, well, this is what caused this, let's say, algorithm. Well, this was, you can't say that. It's not the same thing. Something may correlate, but doesn't mean it's the cause. And anyone who's digs into data, Who's done any homework on this stuff should know that. And if they don't, and they say it this way, uh, generally they're blowing smoke. So be careful of that. Um, <laughs> and I love this. Someone said that he had, uh, this is David Ogletree, one of our friends here. He says, I had, a, I had a guy just tell me he turned off mobile completely on Google Ads because it was terrible. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, mobile is kind of important. Uh, what are some ones that come to your mind, Scott?
2: You know, I, I see these emails all the time, you know, with the, the guy pitching SEO to our clients and then our clients come back. Well, do we need to be doing this stuff or not? And are you guys even doing any of this? And you look at the recommendations that these random cold callers or cold emailers, I guess, are sending in. And often it's like, oh, your meta keyword tag isn't optimized or they're, they're, they're talking about old uh, techniques that are long since dead. And they're they're recommending practices that either don't matter or never have mattered and And you just see so much of that kind of stuff and really trying to watch out for it. And, um, it's just kind of crazy or they, or they don't do their research. They'll, they'll tell you something about your website and it's like just blatantly wrong. (laughs) Um, you know, they'll say, Oh, your, your, your title, your website is not indexed in Google. I see that one quite a bit. And then you go and like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's nothing's blocked. It's totally good. And, um, you know, I actually, I remember an old client of ours years and years and years ago, and she would tell her prospects, that her website was getting millions of hits and (laughs) (laughs) you probably remember that Mm -hmm. and it was like well you have you know whatever it was 10,000 page views a month it was still it was still impressive at the time but she would say millions of hits and of course a hit is the wrong terminology and she was looking at you know you load a page with 100 images on it well that's 100 hits every time that page loads that's she wasn't wrong. She wasn't <laughs> wrong. It was very misleading to someone. Well, it was misleading to her too because she—that's what she thought it meant as well. Yeah, but, she got
1: quite upset when we said that wasn't true or it wasn't accurate in, in the way she was specifying it, and, and she just kept going back
2: to using. Um, is this sounded better?
1: <laughs> she went back it, to using tens. It, his. it
2: it's that Millions does sound better than tens of thousands, but it uh, does. Um, so it's really you know if if you have a, an SEO professional that. You're not regularly, well, even if you are working with someone, but especially if it's someone who's approached you to try to sell you, you really have to look at what they're telling you to make sure that it's actually accurate. Um, you know, and, that, and that's the big one right there. I mean, if you're working with somebody currently, chances are the data they're going to give you is accurate, I would hope. Um, mm-hmm. But you just have to be careful sometimes.
1: Yeah, and then and there's the one trick ponies, the ones who just do one thing and claim that nothing else works. It's one thing if they just do one thing because they specialize It's one thing. It's the other thing when they, they are doing one thing and they just say, yeah, this is the end all and be all of like, if they're saying searches or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, uh, they're great places, but they do not beat out everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and of course there's obvious ones too, when people state things like, uh, plate patently false that are way outdated. uh you know uh it's obvious that your site's not why it's not
2: working it's because you don't have your meta keyword tag (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so funny that you say that and then i had said it earlier because it happens people are saying that stuff it's crazy
1: yeah and and we get clients contacting us saying why haven't you like the odd one luckily most of our clients are wonderful but the odd one is uh that doesn't last long with us frankly because we don't have the time for that anymore but we get the odd one he's a little bit aggressive and contacts and goes why haven't you done this why is this person said in, that they did an audit and they found that there there was no meta uh keyword tags are you doing your job <laughs> yep. uh, well where do we begin it's frustrating first of all you hired us because you trust us because you've done your homework i hope and you know we know what we're doing second of all this person's full of you know what and <laughs> And anyway, it's, it's frustrating, but it happens. Um, and there's a few other great tips in here too. So you want to check it out. It's on Search Engine Journal. All right, back to our notes here. Um, one uh, other piece of news is a Mueller file. And this is a good recommendation for any business, frankly. It says Mueller recommends differentiation. So someone asked, how does Google respond to sites, like when they're ranking sites, if they're all somewhat similar because they all use the same commodity content. Now commodity content is something like, for example, if you are um, an insurance agent or or actually let's say stock person, um, and you have to use information that's being disseminated by a particular um, industry uh, or, or a government body and everyone's using the same info. That's commodity content. It's something that everyone has to use and and everyone usually uses. And it ends up that most of your sites look the same. Lawyers have this happen all the time. Real Uh, estate, real estate is probably the worst offender, isn't it? Um, Anyway, how does Google differentiate is what he's saying. How does it determine which ones rank? And Mueller gets back, he says, and, and I'll, again, his English is getting really, really good, but I'll just try and paraphrase when I need to here. It says, quote, it doesn't matter what kind of site you have. Ultimately, you need to find a way to differentiate yourself, especially when it comes to commodity content. What would make your site the objective best result by far for your preferred queries? Just being the same as others doesn't cut it, unquote. And that is perfectly stated for any business too. It applies to everything. Whenever I'm talking to a client, I ask when I first start talking to them, what Makes you different than your competitor. You know what can we work on here? We're marketers. We need to know why you are the one they should choose. And you can't go with airy fairy stuff like we have great customer support. Well, that's great, but that's something that they won't learn until they get to you. And you can just say that it's you know words are cheap. You got to have something that's different. Um, it's tough, and it's probably one of the hardest questions I've had to face over the years too. At times, as we've grown, um, yeah. Anyway, really good uh, advice there. And very difficult for many businesses I'm trying to find that, especially real estate agents. Oftentimes, I think they, sh- if if they're outgoing, as an example, um, a differentiator may be your personality. You're really outgoing. You've really you're you're a magnetic. So you can do video. You can do things that other real estate agents are scared of doing, or too shy to do, or just don't do a very good job of it. Um, go all in. Do it right. right. that's just one example.
2: Well, that's one thing actually that you touched on there. Um, they say, find out what your competition is doing poorly and improve Mm -hmm. on that. And that's probably one of the best places to start is looking at your competition and trying to decide and and analyze what they're doing well and what they're just not doing well and dive in, steal it from them.
1: Yeah. And don't just read what they suggest people do. If they got a blog or something, look at what they're doing. Dissect their own marketing. Lots of tools out there to do that with. All right. Quickly, we have one question from Zena Scott. It says, here we go. Google has let me down, so I'm turning to you guys for this one. I've inherited a 10 year old site that I'm creating a rebuild for. It's got many, many pages, which I'm sure don't all need to be in existence. Has anyone got any ideas on how to quickly decide which pages to keep and which to remove? Or is it just a case of trawling through Google Analytics and finding the worst performing pages in the last year? Good question. Uh, it's something that uh, I know John would have had a lot to say about, and we are missing him today. He's busy, busy. He's uh, got some family in town, so that's why he's not here. But um, really, when it comes down to it, our first instance to say, yes, this isn't going to be easy. There's going to have to be some analytics involved. <laughs> you're going to have to dig in. Um, but there are other tools. And I know you've got a bunch of notes here, so I'll let you run with it, Scott.
2: Yeah, it's, it's one of those questions that you could almost do a whole show on. You know, yeah. you, you could dive really deep into this. So it's like, how deep do you want to go But There are a lot of metrics you have to look at and how you organize these metrics, you're probably going to want a spreadsheet and you're going to go all in really deep with this, but you're going to want to know which pages have rankings, first of all, because if a page has organic rankings, you probably don't want to lose that, so you probably want to keep the page. If the page has inbound links to it, you probably want to keep the page. Uh, You can take the page, redirect it, and some of that link equity will sort of follow suit, but really keep the page if it's got inbound links to it, assuming they're not garbage links, that is. Um, If you have entry-level traffic coming to that page, entering your site through that page, so landing page traffic, and you can easily find that in Google Analytics, uh, you probably want to keep that page because then people are coming there either through organic rankings or through referrals or bookmarks or who knows where they're getting to you, but they're Mm -hmm. entering there and you don't want to lose that traffic either. Um, And even looking at just the total page views, Uh, So maybe people are on your site and they're navigating through into you know I think in your case maybe it's a blog it kind of sounds like it, but who knows? However, they're getting there if people are getting to that page from within your site You probably want to keep it because people are finding a reason to look at it Um, And then you could go a little bit deeper as well in terms of is the page even quality Um, Let's say it doesn't have any rankings or inbound links and, and a lot of those things. I just discussed aren't in place but maybe it has a really low bounce rate and a really high time on page. Um, And so, you know, when people are getting there, they're hanging out there for a long time and then you probably want to keep it, but then promote it a bit more. So you get the rankings and you know, you want to take advantage of it and not lose out on whatever equity is there.
1: Oh, and do Um, something that a lot of people forget to do. And if you see something that has some potential, beef it up, add media, Um, add links to other content, add PDFs. And when I say media, I mean like, Add videos to it that are from other sites. It, just give them credit, but make it into an ultimate page, something that really does answer their question. And then try to um, convert them in other ways. You know, Invite them to uh, connect to your newsletter. Um, you know, p- project an air of, of authority that makes them want to take a next step with you. But at the very least, keep them on the page get them reading, get them sharing, and and that'll pay dividends.
2: Absolutely. I want to throw in one more quick thing. It sounds like she is doing a redesign and we're actually experiencing this with one of our current clients who has a massive website and amazing, phenomenal rankings. And they're doing a total redesign and they have a lot of pages that in all honesty should just be deleted. But because the whole new website is going to be launching, he's trying to maintain his rankings. We don't want to, risk losing any of that with the launch so all these pages are being transferred over to the new site and and they're going to exist at the same URLs and all that kind of stuff and the main reason for that is to eliminate the removal of those pages as a factor in any declined rankings that could potentially happen so mm-hmm. if you remove them launch your new site and say your rankings crash you don't know why they crashed. You know, you, you have more factors to consider. It may be because you remove those pages or it could be something completely irrelevant. So uh, if you are going to remove some, I would wait until, I would include them in the new build if possible and remove them after the fact once things have stabilized and maybe not even all at once. I mean, I guess it depends on the quantity of pages we're talking here. Um, there are a few factors there I don't know about in your case, but you, you know, there's a lot to consider.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's good. And if anyone out there you know, wants any assistance with SEO and any element of all this, uh, let us know. You'll be working with Scott or myself. So check out stepforth.com if you want. We'd love to work with you. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Ack, thanks for joining us today. You remember, Please remember we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. You don't need to miss a link, and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching "SEO 101 Podcast" on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Great, and as John would say, thanks for listening, everybody.
3: The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Oh, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.